Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Marie Hewlett, and sitting in the audio booth with me are Jeff Isbell, my wonderful husband. It's wonderful. <laughs> and Ariana Isbell, my daughter, and the Pet Place Vegan Chef. Hey. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Remember, you all should have a pen or pencil and some paper with you during this program because you'll want to write down the recipe of the day along with info about Pet Expo, which is coming up this Friday, and of course, adoptable pets. So if you need some time to get your pen and paper, we'll just, I don't know, have a little small talk and give you some time. Can't they just hit the pause button? Well, just in case they are already gone and didn't hit pause, I'll just tell you what we'll be cooking in the Pet Place kitchen. It's the BLT. Mm. (laughs) On a scale of 1 to 10, how difficult is that to make? (laughs) Well, I'd rate this as a pretty easy dish, but I do have a couple of hacks in there to make it easier and a trick that might be a little bit more challenging but has a nice reward to it. I have a question. (laughs) You know a BLT, you know what that stands for, right? I do. Okay. <laughs> I really look forward to hearing your explanation. No uh, pigs are harmed. Well, let's not give too much away. Why don't we get back to our agenda and start out with Animals, Animals in the News. Uh-oh, he has control of the reverb effect again. No, oh, that's okay. I kind of like it. And here's what else I like. Last week, the State Assembly Business and Professions Committee approved AB 485, the Pet Rescue and Adoption Act, by a vote of 10 to 1. That's almost unheard of. AB 485 will require all dogs, cats, and rabbits offered for retail sale at pet stores, get this, to be obtained from public or private animal shelters located in California and nonprofit rescue groups. Why is this great news, you might ask? Well, here's the answer. More than 2.7 million healthy, adoptable dogs, cats, and rabbits are euthanized each year in shelters throughout the United States. California shelters put down more than 1,000 dogs and cats each and every day. So from this point, AB 485 will move up on the Assembly Appropriations Committee list. I'm not sure if this will ultimately become law, but listeners, phone your representatives and tell them you support AB 485. Hopefully, we will see this bill pass. And here's some more legal news. Our state representatives were busy last week because the Assembly's Public Safety Committee approved AB 1199, the Police Canine Encounters Protection Act, by a vote of 6 to 1. Tragically, it is estimated that every 98 minutes a dog is shot by law enforcement in the United States, which is devastating for both the family and for the police officer involved. Can you imagine being a cop and... Finding out that you shot an innocent little puppy? I mean, how broken up would you be? AB 1199 will require mandatory in-service canine encounter training to California peace officers. 
the comprehensive training, which has already been successfully implemented in states such as Texas and Colorado, covers many areas including how to better understand the behavior and body language of dogs, tactical considerations, and best practices during encounters involving dogs, safe and appropriate use of non-lethal force in handling dog encounters, and supplementary training two years after the original instruction. AB 1199 will be voted on next by the Assembly Appropriations Committee. So while you are on the phone about AB 485, say you support AB 1199 too. It really does help. You have to make those calls. You can't just agree with the story. You, <laughs> ha you have to let somebody know. Marie, didn't you used to provide the kind of training Ari was talking about to new police officers and sheriffs at the, what was it, the Sheriff's Training Academy? That's actually it. I did. Unfortunately, though, after I left my position with Orange County Animal Control, I think the program got completely phased out, and that's been hmm. almost 19 years now. So I'm glad it might come back now as a state mandate for all law enforcement officers here in California. Well, it really is needed. The big question is, can this training help police officers deal with geese on the rampage? <laughs> oh my gosh, geese. <laughs> the meanest bird. <laughs> Last week, an Indiana police officer was clearly taken off guard when he innocently walked past a female goose and her very protective mate. Sergeant Detective Ray Hall could be seen getting into a scuffle with a Canada goose on the sidewalk in front of the Yorkville Police Department. Apparently, Hall was on his way into the station when the male goose came out of nowhere and knocked him in the head. Hall said, Holy cow, what was that? The officer tried to defend himself with his bag, but the goose tackled him into a bush. <laughs> Fortunately, he was finally able to run away, and the geese and their nest were relocated shortly after the incident. If you want to see this attack, and I recommend you do, uh, we do have the video posted on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash petplaceradio. It's pretty incredible, but geese are definitely very protective of their families. Yeah, I heard one of his friends posted that video. <laughs> oh, man, what a friend. Yeah. Friend <laughs> well, I'm glad the geese are okay and we're moved to a better location. And on that note, I've got everything set up in the kitchen, so let's get cooking, vegan style. No geese are ever cooked here. Punster. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the BLT, a classic sandwich that most everyone enjoys. But you may be missing it if you're on a vegetarian diet like us here on the Pet Place. One of my dad's biggest complaints about being a vegetarian is that he feels like no matter where we go, the vegetarian sandwich is more like a salad sandwich with lots of leafy vegetables and not quite so much substance. Now, I enjoy that kind of sandwich myself, but you don't necessarily want to eat that all the time. So I've come up with this recipe with the help of Morningstar Fake and Bacon. Most of this recipe is just as you would expect. Two slices of toasted bread, a few pieces of crisp romaine lettuce, and thinly sliced tomato. But I would also suggest the addition of avocado to provide the delicious fatty flavor that vegetarian food sometimes lacks. I also have a great hack for the lettuce. Crush the thick hard part in the middle of the leaf so it can lay flat against the bread and put the tomato between layers of lettuce to avoid the bread getting soggy. That's a great hack. I love that. I've never done that before, but what a great <laughs> idea. I, I, I've made soggy bread, though. <laughs> now, of course, we still want our bread to be moist, and most people like to use mayonnaise on BLTs, but if you're vegan, a great alternative is veganese, which you can find in a wide variety of supermarkets. 
Do they make it out of actual vegans? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. So, after you finish preparing the cold ingredients of your sandwich, the final step is to make the bacon. Take three or four slices of Morning Star bacon, which, just to be clear, is vegetarian, or any other protein that you prefer, and saute it over medium heat with a little oil or margarine until both sides are just starting to get golden spots. I also saw another really cool hack on the internet lately where you weave the strips of bacon in a basket pattern so they fit even better into the bread and they don't come apart while you're eating it. So Mm. if you're an advanced level chef, you could give that a try as well. After the bacon is done cooking, pop it into your sandwich and enjoy. You won't be dissatisfied with this one. Well, that was a great recipe, Ari. I think even I could make it. (laughs) I'm sure you could. Anyone can cook delicious vegan food, and I think if everyone gave it a try, they would realize you don't need to kill animals to eat well. And that's what I'm trying to get started with this segment. Well, maybe you can start compiling recipes to make the first Pet Place vegan cookbook. (laughs) You know, that's a great idea. I might just do that. Well, if you do, we can give them out at Pet Expo. But I don't think you'll have time to do it before this year's Pet Expo, which starts this Friday. In fact... Doug Poindexter is joining us now to give us all the details of Pet Expo 2017. Hello, Doug. How are you? I'm great, Marie. How are you doing? I'm doing so well, and I'm excited about something happening this weekend that I think you can tell our listeners about. Yeah, well, it's it's hard to believe America's Family Pet Expo is back for its annual uh, occurrence at the uh, OC Fair and Event Center, so uh, we're excited about... um, Get the show underway on Friday through Sunday, and um, uh, it's just it, it's always such a fun show for us because of all the animals that are involved with the 70 to 80, 90 breeds of dogs that are on display, the 40 to 60 agencies that are there with adoptions and, and finding forever homes uh, for these animals. And, um, you know, I think for the last several years in a row, we've adopted somewhere between 600 to 700 animals over the three days so it's just oh, you know that's man. really that's, really pretty spectacular to be able to do that so spectacular is almost an understatement having six or seven hundred animals that were in shelters and rescues find forever homes that's that's awesome because it, it kind of it, yeah it, it's all about kind of you know i mean we we do this event to educate the public on how to to, to understand what it's going to be required of them to take care of whatever kind of animal they may have or may be thinking about getting um, so that they know what to do to take care of it for the life of that animal. It doesn't end up back in a shelter someplace. And so um, we're into a shelter someplace. So it's, you know, it's important you, if you're, you know, if you decide you want to buy a parrot, for instance, better know it's going to live 50 to 75 years and you might want to uh, put it in your will. So it uh, knows where it's going when when you're no longer around <laughs> because it may outlive you. That's you know, and, and, you know, and all those kinds of things. I, you know, I it, it always amazes me. When I see all the people that show up and and um, and and see their interaction with these animals and how much the animals give back to the people, um, I, in my opinion, they give us so much more than we give them. Um, Absolutely. I always kiddingly yeah. say, my wife doesn't always meet me at the front door to say, hi, honey, and welcome home, but my dog is always <laughs> there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know, so it's... Um, it's pretty cool, um, and we've got lots of fun things. A couple of new things this year, and a lot of the old favorites are back, and lots hey, of products for people to see. So, 
for people who haven't ever been to Pet Expo, first of all, how long have you been doing this here at the Orange County? This Fairgrounds? is our twenty. Hard to believe this is our twenty eighth year because I can't wow. believe I'm that old. <laughs> um, Man, and, um, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. How many people attend on average every year? Last year we had forty seven thousand people. It was wow. just. Um, it's a little more than live in in um, the year before it was about forty five thousand. So it's been in the forty thousand range and uh, growing for so, several years now. So that's amazing. And this is not just for pet adoptions and pet education. You also have lots of entertainment and you have activities for kids. Can you tell me a little bit about what's in store this year? Sure, we've you know uh, the the cooks racing hogs and dogs. Now the do- the hogs and the dogs aren't racing together; they're two separate events. But um, uh, and that's back this year. They weren't there last year. They've been a couple of years since they've been there, and then that's always fun to watch the pigs run around uh, the horseshoe and see which one's going to win, and uh, and the dogs do the same, and and so that's always fun. And then um, Lou Mack and his Jump Performance Dog Show Agility Dog Show. Uh-huh. Hasn't been there for a couple of years, and he's always put on a great show and always changes it up uh, so that it's different each time, and and um, and that's pretty cool. And then new this year, it's kind of a um, kind of a cool thing. We've got these um, sulcata turtle tortoises that uh, will be anywhere from twenty to one hundred and eighty pounds. Wow! And the public can kind of interact with them and and wander around and see them and. Oh, that's so um, cool! Almost like almost like a petting zoo, but mm-hmm. but we'll be we'll limit how much that, you know how much their interaction is, so we don't make sure we we don't tire the animals, so whether or it's stress the, them the out, turtles yeah. or the or the or our touch tank where the kids the kids can reach it and feel a variety of you know different touches of different marine animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. We always limit the amount that they're able to do that so that we don't stress the animals too much. Oh, that's great. Um, I know you a, really you care know, about all the animals that are We do. I mean, that's, it's really important. We, uh, we try to make sure that, um, you know, that, that they don't get over overstressed uh, while they're there. So That's great. Um, you offer a lot of education. Another thing this year is, yeah, yeah well, it, you know, that's all part of that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to understand we all have our limits. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> There's some days I even there's some days I even get cranky when I get tired. <laughs> oh, but um, and then you know another, another new thing we got this year, which is kind of fun if you're into the aquatic side of the of the um, the industry, is um, we've got an aquascaping contest this year that um, we've got a group of ten or so people or something that are coming in and, and decorating aquariums with all live plants and natural product and and um, so this and is I for adults. Well, it's, it's, well like, they, they, they've already signed up, so that, that there's other, the, con, the contestants have already signed up, but okay. uh, you'll be able to go and watch them decorate. The public will be able to come in and watch them decorate um, and then see the finished product uh, once, they're, once they're done. But um, it's, it's, I, we, we did this at our aquatic-only show that we do back in the Chicagoland area mm-hmm. um, this last um, November, and what some of these people came up with, some of the designs they came up with, and some of the, some of those little aquariums were just fabulous. It was wow. really, really, really cool. Of course, I'm kind of prejudiced because that's how I got into this whole industry was through I was a tropical fish guy when I was in college and um, <laughs> went to work for I went to work for a pet a store. Fish guy. <laughs> I was a fish guy. Okay. I was a fish geek back in, uh, in when I was going to college and uh, went to work for a pet store and then owned my own for 
12 years and then I've been with the, I've been with the association uh, for 27 years and I actually exhibited in the first America's Family Pet Expo with my pet store in uh, 28 years ago. Oh, so. awesome. Now, are you doing the, the kids' aquarium decorating The kids' contest aquarium contest will be there again this year, and we've got 50-some entries, and, wow. and that's always so fun. It is. <laughs> always so fun to see what these kids come up with. Some, you know, they, they, do a, they can enter in a natural or in, in, in various categories, and some of the creativity of what they come up with is, is really, really pretty cool. And they get to keep um, the aquariums when they're on and they, Yeah, and then afterwards they come back at the end of the show and uh, we donate the aquarium. They just supply the fish and decorations. Wow. And then after the show, at the end of the show on Sunday, they can come back in after the show closes and they get to take that 10-gallon aquarium home. So it's um, very cool. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a really cool little thing. So, you know, there's Splash Dogs is back as we've had many years and there's oh, a yay. whole building of reptiles and a whole building of aquatics and uh, a cat show will be there again this year and, and the birds? the high flying bird show will be there again and, uh, and a number of bird displays and um and lots, lots of it, goodies uh, for domestic pets. animal it's probably there so yeah and and if you want to just pamper your pet there's lots of cool things to to buy to bring them back home oh yeah you, you lots of things for your pet and lots of things for the pet lover themselves so they can show off when they don't have their pet with them with the jewelry or the t-shirt or the hat or whatever the case might be so awesome lots of cool things for both the owner and the pet and so it's, um, how much is admission to pet expo and what are the hours the hours on, uh, are 10 to 6 on Friday and Sunday, and then 10 to 7 on Saturday. And the mission is uh, $15 for adults, seniors are 13, and children 6 to 12 are 10, and 5 and under are free. Oh, cool. And any military? And then active, active and retired military are get in free with, a, uh, with, with ID. So that it's, is so um, cool. <laughs> yeah. I love so this. We, and is there a website? You know, we say this yeah, really fast. Yeah, you know, all kinds of information. Yeah, complete schedules and the and the um, and all the activities going on. A map of where all the booths and everything are at, at uh, petexpooc.org. Petexpooc.org, and it's this Friday, this Saturday, and this Sunday with lots of fun. And we at the Pet Place will be there too. <laughs> You'll be there, and we'll be glad. I'll be stopping by to say hello. Yay! Well, Doug, I sure appreciate you stopping by the Pet Place Radio Show and telling all our listeners about all the fun things that are going to be going on. And I can't wait to see you this weekend. Well, thanks for having us, and I look forward to seeing you. Okay, you have a great day, and we'll see you You do the same. Soon. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. I really enjoy Pet Expo, and my favorite thing about it is the fact that so many homeless pets find families during the event weekend. It's really cool. That's for sure, and we usually try to do something fun at our booth each year. Jeff, why don't you tell the listeners what we have planned? Oh, I'd be happy to. This year, we will be bringing a special recording booth to Pet Expo, where we will be inviting anyone who has a special story about a pet they adopted to record for us. We'll be selecting a few to play on this program in upcoming episodes. So, if you have an especially heartwarming story or funny story about a special pet you adopted from a shelter or a rescue, be sure to come visit us at our booth, and we'll record your tale. Tale. <laughs> <laughs> and we also want to announce that we will be awarding a few scholarships to young filmmakers who want to shoot, produce, edit, and submit a documentary or a PSA about important animal issues. We'll have more details about this at our booth, 
and soon also on our Facebook page and website. We want to encourage high school and college students who truly care about animals and their humane treatment to be creative and advocate through video. So be sure to come talk to us about this at our booth at Pet Expo this weekend. And since Pet Expo is about pets, let's get into our... Uh, <laughs> Adoptable <laughs> pet segment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you two get sidetracked so easily. I'm bringing this boat back around to pet adoptions. <laughs> Let me introduce Moonlight, a black and white domestic long hair cat. It's hard to believe such a gorgeous cat with such unique markings and mesmerizing eyes can be real. This fluffy little sprite is about four years old and can't wait to be part of your family. Moonlight has an affectionate, docile personality. Unfortunately, she's getting a bit depressed being boarded for so long while she waits for a home. Mm. Moonlight has minor medical needs. She's diabetic and needs two shots of insulin every day. Although the procedure is very simple and her dosage times are flexible, she's really not much extra work and so worth the few seconds you'll spend every day giving her medication. If you can't adopt yet, Moonlight at least needs a foster home to get her out of a cage at the boarding facility. So please contact OC Small Paws at 714-815-4300 or ocsp.adoptions at gmail.com, putting the cat's name in the subject line if you are able to adopt or foster. For more information about adoptions from OC Small Paws, visit www.ocsmallpaws.org. Adoption fees are $140 and include spay and neuter, microchip, deworming, vaccinations, FELV slash FIV testing, and any other vet care that has been administered. So it's really a good deal. Oh, I really hope Moonlight gets a home soon. Now, if you were hoping to get a, a sloth or a sea lion as a pet, this next one is not for you. <laughs> it's a dog. It's Brooke. Brooke is a really sweet dog who loves to be held. I love dogs like that, except for mastiffs that love to be held. <laughs> They're great. It's not for me. They walk well on leash, no pulling. Okay, let me start over. I'm talking about Brooke, not the mastiff. <laughs> She's easygoing and gets along with other dogs. She would be perfect for someone looking for a friend to just hang out and snuggle with. She'd probably be best in an adult home or with older children, as little ones can sometimes overwhelm her. If you'd like to adopt Brooke, she's at the Animal Assistance League of Orange County, and they just ask for a donation of $150. And for that, Brooke will be spayed, have all her vaccinations, and a microchip. Try getting that deal on your own. For more information, visit www.aaloc.org, or you can email them at AALOC at AALOC.org or call 714-893-4393. There you go, and that's why you needed a pen and a paper. I hope you had it with you. Lots of good stuff to write down. And we are not done yet. Ari, can you pick an email from one of our listeners to read on the air? I sure can. Here we go. Dear Marie, my good friend just lost two little dogs to coyotes in his backyard. He says they were like family, but he left them out in his yard all night. To me, if you have a pet, you don't just leave it in the yard. You keep it in the house and truly make it a part of your family. If he had done that, they would be alive today. 
Now I'm worried. He just adopted a new dog, and I think he's going to make it an outside dog again. I just want to tell him not to do that, but I feel like I'm overstepping. Do you have any advice? Jay from Fullerton. Hey, thanks for writing, Jay. First, you are absolutely right. Dogs want to be with their pack, not separated and confined to the backyard. So if you adopt a dog, it needs to be in the house and participating in your life. That's why we call them companions. But aside from the psychological trauma dogs feel when kept as outdoor pets, they're also in danger, as your friend experienced. Cities are filled with urban wildlife, from coyotes to raccoons to rattlesnakes and more. Why anyone would subject a beloved pet that is considered a family member to this is beyond me. Honestly, I say just be frank with your friend. Tell him dogs belong in the house and shouldn't be left in the backyard all day and night. Any dog can learn house rules, and if that's what your friend is concerned about, then he needs to expend a little time and effort in teaching his new dog house rules. It's not that hard to do, and it's part of the commitment that every pet parent is supposed to make to their pets. It's just that simple. He won't want to hear it, I can guarantee it. But if you say it, he'll hear it. And if you are his friend, it will have impact. Stay strong. Back up your words by offering to help in any way you can. That may include a little time and effort on your part to assist with training or dog sitting, but that's what friends are for, right? Hey, you know what? We learn things as, as time goes by, as life develops, and some things change, and we have to work for things to change for the better. It's hard for people to speak up, but that's the only way information can be passed on. So hopefully Jay will say something. And for all you listeners out there with burning questions about animals, be sure to write to us at PetPlaceRadio at gmail.com. And if you have a recipe you'd like me to try out and share with listeners, or if you have an idea for a recipe that you'd like me to come up with, write to that same address, PetPlaceRadio at gmail.com. And that's our show for this week. We hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with more animal news, animal-friendly recipes, adoptable pets, and fun pet-related events. To find out more about the Pet Place, visit us online at www.petplace.org or at facebook.com slash petplaceradio. Remember, stay and neuter your pets, and have a great week. Bye. Bye.